Okay, got Touché. it. Touche. Are we on already? Yeah. What the Touche. Should I stop? Wait, no. Restart? Not at all. I'm not cutting that out. <laughs> oh. Okay, 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 okay. Here's the situation, everyone. Oh, I'm gonna cry. Because who is in front of me? Harry uh, Boovy is here. I'm oh, so happy mom. to be here. I told you. I no, told, you, I, no, I, go ahead. I wanted to be on from the day that you described it. <laughs> you, you did text me. I can't remember how you really uh, described it the first day, what the podcast was going to be, but the way I describe it is it's, it's, oh, it's a podcast about actors who have fought their way to the middle. Yes, that's a cool, no, oh, that's a much better tagline. Is that, but is, uh, well, I thought that's, that's what Well, that's going to be now in our, go, I'm going to go in and put that in. <laughs> Could you just it. repeat? She says she's going to do this. But no, I'm going to do what I do. Everything I say, I'm a woman of my word. It's my thing. Now. Could you go? It's a podcast for actors who have fought their way to the middle. Yeah. Or artists, that. too. People who fought their way to the middle. But, I mean, you know. Yeah, art. Touche. Touche. Right, right. It's the people who are completely working actors, but yes. not, um, don't have a staff of 17. Exactly. And or, for the people or who, one. Yeah, or one. Staff. Just don't to be real. Well, and for the people who don't understand what that actually means. Like, when you're right. in the middle, and you're... You're, what I yeah. found recently is that you're not allowed to complain, which you guys have oh, talked about on the podcast. I'd you're love not to talk allowed about that. to complain because well, the other day, we uh, Jen and I used to have the same agent, right? And yeah. so um, a couple of them are still there. And he called me oh, very graciously, sort of like, how's the tour? What's going on? I'm on tour right now. I don't know if you're listening. Oh, Harry Harry is uh, an accomplished uh, stage actor. Uh, he... Uh, it's currently on tour with Wicked. Wicked. Have you ever heard of that little tiny indie <laughs> musical? Have you heard of the indie the musical skit. Wicked? And who are you playing? I play Dr. Dillamond. Wow. He's the goat, right? He's the goat professor. <laughs> the makeup yeah. is so... I have to talk about your skincare routine. But we'll yeah. get there. Yeah, because we'll get you there. look... Uh, yeah, you do look good for putting on all that I mean, every you day. literally put on a goat every day. So we'll get Pons, to that. Pons. I know! Okay, we'll get there. <laughs> but what... <laughs> And Vino. And Avino. Avino's your thing. Okay. Avino okay. wipes. Okay, sure. Then the ponds. Okay. Then oil of Olay. For real? Yeah. See, before you go to bed or right before I go to, after? Right after I finish it. So okay. still at the I thing. take a little coconut bit of coconut oil. I break, I yeah. slather my face in coconut oil to break up the makeup. I mm. take a Neutrogena wipe mm-hmm. and I wipe all of that off and away. And then I wash my face and then moisturize. But now everyone's yep. saying vitamin C serums. Everybody's got the vitamin C serums. That seems like hype to me. I don't know, man. Seems like te- like the the current thing that people are doing. Like remember the, a couple of years ago we were all doing those like what were those th- th- little discs you dropped into a glass to get extra vitamin C? Like uh, oh, airborne. 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 And then right. they found out there's basically go. nothing. There was right. nothing in it's it nothing. other than something that made it fizz and taste like orange. Stop it. That's it. There was there was there was no. Or new... like Biore Pore pads that right. you put over your nose. Oil pulling. Remember that? I do some. I do oil pulling. <laughs> but I don't think it's doing anything. Well, I occasionally push stuff like out of my pores on my nose. Like I don't sure, know if you sure, do that. Sure. It's gross. It's like you push your you push your skin and like stuff comes out. Sure, sure, sure. It's terrible. Well, it's extraction. That's what the Bure pads. Yeah. Yes, that's it's what extraction. They do. Wow, we've taken. A wow, this is we so. Really okay. So we I'm playing. I'm playing Doctor Dillamond. The goat. now let's talk about shitting. No. <laughs> but we met. Do we? Yeah. The three of us met for the first time. Yeah. 
back in 2003? Six. Really? Five. Five. God, five. I, really, I really like to, I really like to... Over dramatized dates. Over dramatizes it. Summer of 05, we met doing Silence the Musical. Yeah. And And everyone was like, oh, Harry Booby, he just got off of the producers. And we were all like, no. All right. That's true that that happened. Yeah. But I was thinking on the way in here, I think we've talked about this, Jeff. I was so intimidated that day. Really? Like beyond oh, me too. belief. That day we, where were we? Oh, upstairs in the duplex. That's where we did the oh, read Oh yeah, we did. We In an upstairs room really? in the duplex. Yes, that's where know. we did our first read okay. And I was looking around and I was like, I can't believe I'm in this. I can't believe I somehow lucked my way into this I thing. couldn't. I couldn't. I was, this uh, was I was like, have it. I got to <laughs> you had just come off of the producers. You had just won an award for Modern Orthodox. I got my equity card at the Jekyll and Hyde Club. At a girl. Three months before. At a girl. At a girl. Like, but you were so funny. It's not that. I mean, it's, not, it's about it's how it's good about, like, everybody else. Everybody was so good. That can't. Man. Yeah, it's seriously. I mean, we've had some amazing people come in to silence the musical. I am not. I mean, some fabulous people have I mean, come Deirdre in. I mean, Goodwin was sitting there. But she, there hadn't something... she already done Chorus Line, maybe? Or... I, no, no, she did. That was later. There was... But she had done nine. Chicago. She had done nine in Chicago, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was... Anyway, and I just... Oh. I've never had... I still have never had more fun in my... I've never had... Would you like my coffee? No, time? no. I just keep picking it up like I'm... Like, like there's I'm more? I'm sketch... I'm gonna sketch about morning talk shows. Like I keep putting, yeah. picking up this coffee right, mug. Right, but yeah. you don't want to drink it. Or are you done? And I should get you more. No, it's empty. But I do not need to get. I can. I don't need coffee that bad. You no. know what? I'm the one who brought it up. I don't know why I stopped the conversation. <laughs> and maybe it was a codependent thing where I was like, Jeff needs more coffee, and we need to go make some. We which should we say can do. what silence was. Silence was. Uh, people know. Don't people know? Not everybody. Really. Silence um, was a, a musical parody. Of the film Silence of the Lambs. I'm right. sure a couple people don't know. And Jen brilliantly played Clary Starling. Clary Starling. I mean, come on. <laughs> Didn't you feel like we were at the... Because I was just listening to one of your prior podcasts, but like you were, you were talking about, you know, you get yourself into these things and you're like, I think this is going to go. Yeah. This is going to go. This is really going to happen, this show. Like, we knew it wasn't going to be a Broadway a show. Moment. <laughs> you know? But then it took how many years? I mean, yeah. it took years, years for it to then actually run off Broadway for a year and a half. And which is a respectable a Now, you weren't, you weren't a part of that debacle, right? Because you had... I wasn't like, part hey. of the debacle because... I was doing spam a lot in Las Vegas. Remember, right? I was but so I was sad. texting you every second yeah. about all of it. You were still part of it. I, so the <laughs> show was supposed to happen. Happened finally yeah. off Broadway in two thousand seven. Yeah, and it didn't. Well, it didn't, and I was so sad because and D couldn't do it either. D couldn't do it. Either. I couldn't do it because I was on do you my know who way. Was hired in D's place. A Patina Miller. Really? <laughs> really? Patina Miller. Are you serious? Yeah, and I was in the auditions, and it was. Patina Miller. Wow. Yeah, hired Patina Miller. So it was supposed to happen. I was so upset because she would have had a starring turn much sooner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think she got like Sister Act like three months after that. Oh, I right. think yeah. literally. Oh, yeah. Yes. And then like and then like I hear a month later or something or not even a month. I don't even know the mm-hmm. day the day before rehearsal supposed before to start. Rehearsals. All of the money fell out from under it. It was so not sad. just that. It's all there's a whole story, but we won't go into that. Right. But it was so sad because God. wasn't there a story about the Clarice 
ballet dancer like driving from LA. Oh and they yeah, literally yes, called yes, her and yes. said, "Turn around and no, drive she back." She sold her apartment LA. and everything. I did it in LA, and she was the. Oh she good. Was the one oh was. good. Good. Oh, well, good. we didn't make any money. So. No, but at least like there <laughs> yeah. was some type of like yeah, closure. closure for her. Right. If. I couldn't speak for her in her closure. But anyway, that's where we all met. <laughs> and we could talk, I mean, we could just, it could be an entire episode oh, yeah. about Silence about the Silence. Musical. I mean, but that's where we met. And I just, I mean, I just, I But we're excited because Harry is one of our um, loyal listener. And <laughs> <laughs> from the beginning, it was so yeah. lovely just to, just to hear from someone just to be like, I'm so I'm driving and I'm so happy I'm listening to you and Jeff and just it was nice. It's, it's just, like sitting in the room with the two of you, like we're doing right now. You're it's here. just listening to you talk and listening to and when we did our sh- our show up together in Hartford, uh-huh. uh, we did a play oh, called Christmas so on the Rocks fun. together, Jen and I. And uh, you know we just sat in that apartment, which was great. Amazing. Remember how great those apartments oh, were. Oh y'all. And um, <laughs> we just sat there and like did facials yeah. and talked. Yeah. And I, and I made you watch like the Victoria's Secret fashion uh, show. Yeah. Remember I, I was like, girl. We're watching the yes, fashion show tonight. To it was that. really fun. <laughs> yeah, totally. It was... This is a real tangent, but my husband didn't know that Victoria's Secret angels were a thing. What is that? I don't it's know a... what that is. You know, but... Oh, that. The yeah, angels. I do know that. Yeah, I know that. They come out with the wings on, yeah. <laughs> Who? Who's looking at the wings? Well, and get... And get I guess we are. We are. Everyone in this room is looking at the wings. Exactly. And... The gentleman who did the props for Silence oh, right, right, right. does the wings for Victoria's Secret Fashion really? Show. And I'm missing his name right now. Oh, oh I know. I follow him on Instagram. And I'm, this is, I know him very well and I'm you're, embarrassed. You're, just, you're blanking my, right now. Yeah. It's okay, it'll come to you. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. so there's that. Yeah. But Harry has been, when did you move to New York? And from where? 2000. What am I saying? From Pittsburgh. This See, is I pit- always lose a decade. Does this happen to you? Yeah, because if I'm like, talking about the early aughts yeah. or the early nineties, yeah. I skip a decade. It's like because I can't. The aughts and the teens feel like the same to me. They do. They feel exactly the As same to me. Just like eighties and nineties. Yes, I moved here in ninety four. Okay, from Pittsburgh, right? Well, yes, I'm originally from Pittsburgh, but then I went to graduate school for three years in Sarasota okay. and got an MFA. Which you guys were just, I just listened to a podcast where you were talking about. You had an MFA. I have an MFA. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, the only thing about having an MFA, because you were talking about it, it allows you to teach. Yeah. It's an easy in for teaching. Because if you have an MFA, that's it. But as far as everything else goes, in terms of a better career, sometimes, yes, Jeff, though, better contact. And don't you get sometimes. to do more Depending on where you go. as opposed to just musicals? Oh, yeah. Well, my whole career, when I started in 94, mm-hmm. I, came, I came here after graduate school and I immediately, my side gig was like temping. Yeah. Okay. And so I temped for, but I almost immediately got hired in, do you know this? I don't know, corporate, no. I got hired in the corporate yes, offices at Barnes this. & Noble. Yes, you and were I worked there for three years. That. I worked there for three years. And then in 97, uh-huh. got my first equity gig, even though I had so many equity membership candidate points from all my years at Shakespeare Festival. <laughs> right, 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 right. Children's but Theater. See, you got to do Shakespeare Festivals because you had an MFA, right? No, that was before. Oh, because right. where I went to undergrad, the University of Pittsburgh, they had a now defunct Shakespeare Festival called the Three Rivers Shakespeare festival right. so I was there for two seasons degrees don't mean you degree. get to do things no, at all it at only all. is like a future thing to put on a resume that people care about because as we know in show business they actually don't care about your right. resume 
But people who are hiring you for teaching do care about what's on your resume. I ain't got an MFA and I'm teaching. Exactly. <laughs> but she's, That's the she's thing. A, girl, she's such a fake until she makes it over here. Like, I will convince the poop out of you. All teachers are. <laughs> yeah. All, this is what I realized. All teachers are oh, fake yeah. until you make it. No. Completely. Well, what else are you supposed to do? This is when I was teaching silence when I first, or uh, silence, when I was teaching spinning when I yeah. first got into New York, I was like, uh, I don't know. I like, I'm going to just, I like some of these trance songs. I'm going to put them on and I'm going to like yell at you guys and like smile and jump <laughs> yeah. up and down. And, and it worked. <laughs> they love it. It worked. It worked. Anyway, so you were at yeah. Barnes and Noble. And I got my first equity gig doing Angels in America. Oh shit! Angels in fucking like one like the maybe like the third or fourth regional production of it. It was a co-production, Where? which was like a new thing, you know. Oh, like remember, okay. like yeah, regional yeah. theaters kind of get together and yeah. say, "Let's produce this together." Yeah. It was at the now defunct. God, oh. I've closed a lot of places. <laughs> the now defunct. The now defunct Buffalo Studio Arena, and Syracuse Stage. Okay. And this man named Bob Moss who taught for a long time at, at, at Syracuse, directed it. Okay. And wow. And I played Lewis. Mm. And, yeah. That's great. I played the, That's kind of interesting. It was re- I was 30. I looked very... Di- I had hair. <laughs> and you I, had hair when we met. Yeah, I had did. hair when we met. I don't have hair now. Well, it's you okay. shave it, though. I shave it, but I shave it because I don't have any hair. <laughs> <laughs> when you were talking about that stuff in the podcast about the pepper you put on yeah. your hair, I did that for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah. That that pepper stuff enabled me to play Joe in Last Night of Ballyhoo. That's Wait, when I was still I love, playing I leads. love that your phrasing was enabled me to play. <laughs> enabled. Wait, will you talk more about that? That's what? Because I... I no. Yes, talk more about Bald. No, actually, please. Um, no, the, um, you just said that's when I was still playing leads. Yeah. Did you feel like there was a moment where you were like, I aged out of leads and oh, yeah. into character? The right? fact that I even played Joe and Lewis, frankly, although mm-hmm. Lewis, you could argue, is a slightly, it's real, but it's a character role because he's so extreme. I mean, all the characters sure. in that. There's no lead in that yes. show. Yes. But somehow Maybe you it's don't, prior. I feel like you're more of a prior type than a Lewis type. I don't know. I am now uh. more of a prior type. Uh. If you saw the guy who played prior, who I just saw... Oh. A few weeks ago in Boston, he lived. He now with his husband. He lives up That's in nice. up up in Boston, near Boston, outside of Boston, Northampton. <laughs> yeah, I think mostly lesbians live there. But, but do you do you too. feel like you were um, a, a leading, and now you're not? Or do you have yeah. any sense of that, or do you feel you can go? No, now ways? I'm definitely a character guy. Okay, I'm a character guy, like cause you, because because of age. Yes, uh, because and, of age, and because of where I've been shoved. Mm-hmm. See, because I was just going to say, I think Jeff and I asking this question, we're not saying what you like or can do. We're saying what you get called in or asked to do. Right, right, right. It wasn't so a choice you Yeah, made. it wasn't. Right, no. I was going to say, we asked this question just so everyone knows out there. It's not like we get to make that choice per se. Unless you're going to make your own shit and put it up and that's I it. mean, so who's the celebrity I get, I get compared to now with my baldness? I don't know. Stanley Tucci. Okay. Uh, I yeah, always sure. get compared to Stanley Tucci, which is great. Love being compared to Stanley Tucci, but does he play leads? Kinda, but they're always very character. He doesn't really play leads. He doesn't. In musicals. Yeah. Go see, because so basically, to yeah. make a long story short of my career, I did ten, about ten years of regional theater. Yeah. That's all I did. Yeah. Out of town constantly, um, and then. In 2004, 
my agent at the time, Stacy Bayer. Remember Stacy oh, Bayer? Oh, I love her. Oh God, love she her. She said to me one day, she's like, "Do you, do you sing?" And I went, "Kinda." I can make it work. I mean, I can. I, I'm not a guy who stands and sings a pretty song. I can put a song across. You know what I mean? I can Too put a song across, shy. but I don't. I don't. I, I don't mean, stand and sing a pretty song. That's not. My husband does that. I mean, I if, don't if do I that. may. You stand in, in, in good company, that's what if we, I may. I think that's, what may the, that's, that's How what the, dare you. No. I'm singing with the pops next to you. <laughs> that's what we do. And that's, that's what, what everybody in, in silence did. Except maybe you could also you could argue like somebody like Lucia. You oh, know, Jesus. she stands and sings legit. Right. You know, because she's... Deidre. Yeah. yeah. Although Deidre is a dancer. I mean, yes, uh, she does. She, she absolutely is she legit. She told me, though, she said... If anybody ever offered her something, she was like, please let me come in and audition because I want you to hear me sing before. Right, right. I think she, she's know. probably much more... I mean, it's, it's so fascinating how we fair. each have the thing that we think we're strong at. But yeah. it's the other stuff that we're like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think. Yeah, isn't that I don't think so. Isn't because like in the back of your mind, you're like, yeah, but there are so many other things like that might block them seeing the real thing I do. Yeah. And so, anyway, so Stacy said, do you sing? And I said, kind of. She said, oh, because I've got this audition for The Lion King to play Zazu, the bird, right? Jesus so, Christ. So, yeah, which I was like, Jesus Christ. okay. And by this point in my career, I was kind of like, 10 years in, I was like, well, if you're a stage actor in New York yeah. and you're not a star, you have to do musicals if you want to make any money. So okay. True. Interesting. Okay. I mean, you, that's absolutely true. That's absolutely, absolutely true. true. If you're not a chorus kid, I, an ensemble, someone in the ensemble, you're not supposed they to be chorus. They can like kick but your like, face. Yeah, they kick their faces, and they have like a quantifiable. Wait, <laughs> this is what they mean by kick their face. Yeah, they kick Please their face. Explain to my mother and my father who might. They're doing high kicks, kick. and it's they're a high kicking kick so high, high. so high they can kick. Their they can face. kick their face. They, they dance their good. They dance real good, and so. Yeah, and so I was like, I, I want to make some money because I was done. I was, I That's still, so I had true. so much student loan debt and stuff. And I was like, I got to do musicals. So I was like, sure. God. So I get all, I, I go to this audition for Zazu. I get all the way to the end <laughs> for Julie Taymor. It's me and one other guy. Really? I had Wait, to for do the original? Zazu. For the original Lion King? No, for the tour. Still? Okay. Yeah, the tour the of the Lion King. Wow. And so I went through, like, they did like a whole puppet seminar workshop thing with me I had to learn how to do do the actual puppet and along the lines I had heard that like every actor who's played that job had gets carpal tunnel syndrome oh because like working the puppet is so hard on your wrists so I was kind of like I don't really know if I want this job and sure enough like at the end of the workshop my wrists were really hurting so I get all the way to the (laughs) end it's me and Julie Taymor and I didn't get it the other guy got sure but I was like and Stacy was like hmm Okay, he you can, can make it all the way to the end. Sure. That's awesome. So a couple months later, I had an audition for... How old are you at this time? 36-ish. Okay. And uh, my... And so then they, I had an audition for Carmen Ghia in the, in the producer's tour okay. on the road. Like the, the... I think it was the first national tour, maybe. I think it was the first national tour. And once again, I got... All the way to the end, like one of those auditions. I think you guys were talking about a couple weeks ago, where like there are a million people in the final callback. Wow, it's a really, it's really the behind most. the table. I mean, I mean at least forty, and I mean oh, forty. At least forty. 
At it's least 40 so people the most. were there. And Susan Stroman, so amazing. Have you auditioned for her ever? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. One of the most gracious... It's the first time this ever happened to me where when I came into the room, she was standing, waiting next to the piano, facing me as I was coming in. Class. She was, she was standing there waiting for me to come in, and as I walked towards her, she walked towards me Class. with her hand extended... And shook it and said, thank you so much for coming in. You know... I, I, I was like, this I, is amazing. Can we pause for a moment? And I, I say this all the time. But you are doing your... In my opinion, as a director, as a producer, as a... Whatever. Whoever's running, quote unquote, the room. Who is ta- the one running the room. You are doing yourself a massive favor... To invite the person who you've asked to come in and audition by just being warm. Just mm-hmm. whatever that is, you know, like yep. it, you don't have to, whatever, you are, you're just doing yourself a favor because I don't know where someone being kind and nice and looking you in the eye and saying, hey, thanks so much for whatever, that it's harming that person's like, I just wish they wouldn't talk to me and be a dick. I could do such a better audition. Do you know what I mean? It I just automatically remember. puts you at ease and makes you do a better audition. Automatically. Without a doubt. And especially, I felt like it was armor for going in front of these 40 people. Mm, I didn't nice. get it. It's all right. So I didn't get it. I didn't get it that time. <laughs> Not that time. But yeah. a year to the day. Yeah. A year, because I I had it on my calendar. Because he's got a calendar. Because he's a Virgo. I'm a Virgo. I got it written down. Yes, honey. I mean, my eye calendar. Apps, bitch. My eye calendar this morning (laughs) sent me a message and said, like, Mm -hmm. sent me a little thing that Mm -hmm. said, uh, "Touche podcast, um, (laughs) Brooklyn. You can leave now. Traffic is light. It'll take you 44 minutes to get there. My palms are in the air right now. I am giving you a what? What? Telling you. Telling you Virgos and Aquariuses know how to accomplish around a calendar. <laughs> um, and so. so, a year to the day, had it again, and it was intense. <laughs> this was the most intense audition. Really? Yeah, because it was the kind of thing where I think the call... I, I can't remember if I had an audition and a callback, but the intense part was the final callback. Because yeah. it was one of those things where like I think I got there at around, I don't know, something like 5.30 in the evening... And it was I'm trying to think of the time of the time of year it was. Because anyway, it it by the time I left, it was dark yeah. outside, and I was the only one waiting on the streets of New York. No, New in York. the in the waiting area. <laughs> yeah, in the sure, waiting sure, sure. area. Yeah. It was terror. It was it was terror. They made you wait on the <laughs> street. Like, oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like they did in those days when you had to wait in line for those Bitch. cattle calls at Equity. You uh, had to you had to wait in line. Funny sidebar about that. I, I don't know if it's funny. I, I remember that revival really early on that they revival of Hamlet, <laughs> the production. <laughs> it was a revival. They revived now Hamlet was that on the Broadway. First revival? It was the first revival of Hamlet on Broadway. When Ray no. Fiennes did it. Ray no. Fiennes. Did, I don't think you guys were in New York He's, yet. He is my favorite Fiennes. He's my favorite Fiennes. He's my great Fiennes. Fiennes. Uh, I can't even think of the other one. Ray Fiennes Ralph. and Ralph. Wait, Ralph? no, it's Ray Fiennes. Ray is Ralph. Ray is Ralph. And Ray Fiennes. Joseph Fiennes. Joseph, oh, Joseph, Fiennes. I Joseph Fiennes. So Ray Fiennes did this, and, and they were having open calls for his standby. At a girl. And I decided to get up, and what the hell? I mean, I don't know. This was like 1995. I yeah. didn't have a job, whatever. 
I got up at like 5.30 in the morning, uh-huh. walked over to Equity, and this was before they had any... Now they have like online sign-ups, all this yeah. kind of sure, stuff. Sure, they have the internet now. This was before they even would let you into the building. Like th- There was yeah. a time when they would let you into the building at least up onto the fourth floor or something to wait in the warmth. Yeah, no. This was in the cold, on the streets, on 44th Street, 46th Street, I think. Yeah. The line went from the building all the way over to 6th Avenue, started to wrap up to 47th Street, Uh and on to 47th Street. This was the line. Oh, my God. And I remember I walked down the line to 6th. I walked up 6th. I walked over 47th and walked home. Because I was like, no, not doing it. (laughs) Good for you. Not doing doing that because I'm not going to be cast as the standby. Well, no one in that line was going to be cast. No, no one cast somebody from an agent submission. Exactly. They're not going to get somebody without an agent. To say about the number of years I've been in New York and the casting process and all that kind of stuff. Well, where do you want to start? Well, it's just. First of all, I I commend you guys for this podcast because I'm constantly amazed at how you guys like walk the line Uh between like. Wondering, I'm always wondering, like, are they going to say too much right now about oh. the casting director? And sure, are, sure, sure. is that casting director listening? Are they going to be mad? How are they going to be offended? <laughs> mm, yeah. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. because like, our business is really built yeah. around that. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you know that you get called in for certain jobs and you get certain jobs because your agent has a good relationship with that casting director. Right. Or that casting director likes me. Likes you. Maybe saw you in something, but I've never really had the experience. You know, they they say this happens, but like, I've because I never work in New York. Except for silence. (laughs) Except for silence (laughs) a year and a half, I don't work in New York. So it's not like people come and see me in something and go, he's good, I'm going to call him in. Mm -hmm. That doesn't happen to me. Mm -hmm. Troy, his name is Troy who makes the wings. Thank you, Troy. 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 Troy makes the wings. You know, that doesn't happen to me because my whole career has been out of town. So it's very difficult sometimes with my agents because I, I, I know that they know that I go out of town a lot mm-hmm. and I want to stay in town a lot, but I have to work yes, too. Yes, of course. And We've so done, yes, you have you to have make to this choice. Like, do I go and make, you know, sometimes, you know, do I go and make six twenty five a week for the five weeks of health insurance weeks or do I stay here and work my shitty side job? Yeah. Or I mean, now I teach, which is fun. I actually enjoy it. But Where do you there's teach? still, uh, well, about two years ago, I went and got a certificate to learn how to teach English as a second language. Oh. About 12 years ago, I taught acting at a place and I didn't have a good experience with it. I mm-hmm. think it was too early for me. Like sure. I was kind of like, I'm not ready to teach other people to do what I already hate. Okay, yeah, okay. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to teach these people anything about how hard it is to be in this business. It's unfair of me. This business is so hard. None of these people are going to be actors. Why am I here? And none of them took it seriously. Like, there would be an assignment of like, okay, this is going to be the senior. You know, I'm so excited, prepared, and all this kind of stuff. (laughs) This is, it was a scene study class. And it was in the evening, and it was for real people. It wasn't for like people who, he used quotes. Some people, yeah, people. air quotes there. It was like it was for people who who had regular jobs who always wanted to be actors. Great. So like accountants by day and actors by night, and their aunt Tilly has always said, "You should be an actor," thinking like sure. because they're attractive, they should be on TV. Which let's face it, sometimes let's that's how it works. Let's face it. 
Well, I mean, <laughs> you shouldn't have given me so much coffee because I could just it's talk like this. Really, for hours. really good. So, so anyway, I just think, I, 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 um, so I taught, I taught there. It wasn't a good experience, and and then we were so broke mm-hmm. at the end of two thousand. We being me and my husband Sean, who's also an actor, and so yeah. we were so broke. And at the beginning of two thousand fourteen, I mean, I was. I had such anxiety mm-hmm. that it was the first time I was like, I, that's why I love your podcast because it really, it's, it's so, we, I, we've had such similar experiences Yes. Mm-hmm. in how it just makes you despair to the point where you're like, you have to somehow find it inside of you to go, it's not me. It, it, mm. It's really not me. What's the other unifying thing here going on? What else can I blame that I haven't already blamed of why I'm not getting work and why it's going so badly? Anyway, so at the beginning of 2014, I was like, I can't wait tables. I can't temp. I have to do something that I think maybe I'll enjoy. And I'm a super grammar geek, and I love language. So um, I, it was... um, it, uh, it was Renika Reddick. It was Renika Reddick said to me. Who was in silence. Who was in silence with us. She said, Boovy, you should do this program that I did. I teach I teach ESL and you would love it. I was like, oh, I've always thought of doing that. And she said, did. She said, but let me tell you, it's no joke. And <laughs> yeah. it was no joke. It was four weeks, Monday through Friday, nine in the morning till six at night. Oh my God. You start teaching on the second day. So yeah. teaching? You start teaching. You're, you're, you're teaching actual, actual English language learners. A mix of people from all over the world. Is it like a bargain thing? Like when you get a, yes, a haircut they, at the... Yes, they can take cheap classes with people. Or like you get dentists who you're like, like, go get a filling with somebody who doesn't Listen, know what they're doing. both of you laugh, but that's my whole life. It's, it's what you that's do. That's my whole it's life. It's what you do. And it was amazing. And I... Excelled, and <laughs> yeah. as Ronika said, she said, "Listen, you're you're gonna love this because most of the people who go in there have never been in front of people, and that's a lot of people's battle. And you're just gonna yeah. love it. It wasn't so much about learning how to teach English; it was about learning how to teach. So it was a lot about like class dynamics, um, classroom management, right. um, how to how to instead of talking at people, you have them talk." Mm-hmm. You basically, it's student-centered learning, which is the big thing. Like, you you let them discover it. Don't give them the answer. Let them find the answer because they kind of already know it. Right. And may I suggest that you thrived at this yeah. and you enjoyed it so much because you found, I'm I'm putting this, I'm, not, I'm saying, I'm putting words into your mouth because this is what you've shared with me. I know what you're going to say because you said that this because to me. you found... A service that you I'm pointing at Jen right he's now. pointing at me he you found something that you were doing that was of service and people were thanking you for that you found was a skill inside you and it made you feel like you were contributing to the planet Absolutely. and I say that because we've had these conversations before yeah and it's a struggle with me and I think with artists with my friends that I've talked to it's it feels when you're not working, like you're saying, like, I got to stop complaining. Like, I got, like, what's wrong with me and all these things because it feels frivolous. It's acting. It's like, but it is a service when people are 
enjoying a show and laughing at people and saying, I had such a good time. Oh my gosh, your show was so awesome. It made me, oh, I had the worst week. Whatever it is that you're doing if pe- in the entertainment industry, when people tell you like, oh my gosh, that's your sort of like, okay, I'm contributing mm-hmm. to the planet. Yeah. Or at least that's how I feel. So when you're not doing that, for me, I feel like I'm not contributing and yeah. I'm an adult and this feels like shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's also an interesting thing uh, when when if you look at the difference between stage actors and TV and film actors. When we're on stage, we get that immediate yeah, feedback of, mm-hmm. of how we're affecting them. And sometimes doing TV and film can feel like in such a vacuum because you're just laying it down for the camera. You have no idea which take they're going to use. You don't. You don't know if anybody thinks it's good. They might just need to move on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, we yeah, got to yeah, put it in the yeah. can and move on. We have no idea if that's any good, but yeah. we think it is. So let's keep going. So like the art kind of goes out of it. It's why it's less of an actor's medium than it is a producing director's editor's medium. Although. Anyway. Well, making your own stuff is a different thing as well. Making your own stuff is a different thing, I think, I think is a different but thing. But you're you, absolutely right with what? the service end, I, without a doubt. Because when I was teaching English, you know, I'm ha- I have 14 adults. And it's very clear. I yeah. want to be clear. I did not teach children. <laughs> no, fair, uh, fair, fair, ch- fair. Children, I can't. I, I'm not I teaching children. with the children for the same reason why I didn't have a good time with that acting class that I taught. Because... It was children. It's children are sometimes made to be there. They're forced to be there by their parents usually and things like that. Adults wanting to learn English have very strong needs that you are there to fulfill. Sure, sure, sure. They need to be able to speak English to their child's teacher. They need to talk to a doctor. They need to, you know, do things in their life, get a better job. They need to yeah. do these things in their life that 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 will improve their lives to make them, uh, you know. And so you are. Yeah. When you said that to me in the park, I think we were in Washington Square Park, and shortly after I started doing this, you said you're providing a service, you're doing service, and it it really changed the way I thought about it. It yeah. really did, honestly. This is what good friends do. I mean, oh. they make you realize it's true. It's what they make you realize that you're not just like. Blowing steam. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually crying a little bit. No, it's, oh, listen, it be, it's, it's because, I mean, I think... Connection is really difficult. What do you mean? I just think connection is really difficult in life. And so I'm so happy to be sitting here with my friends and talking about, like, our experiences. You know... We can don't... I, can I yeah. ask a little question yeah. off yeah. of that? Yeah. Because my big thing now is because so I was in LA. I know it's and, uh, really hot. We might hot, need to take a break and turn the air conditioner on. But let's hear what but Jeff I has like to it say. Too. It's like we're steaming. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it helps with the anger. It does. But it's you also good. get tired. You, you can't. You can't just bring this into the sauna. So it's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, connection, like now. That, okay, you. How old are you? Do you mind saying? I'm about to turn 50 next hot. month. It's really, really hot. Fifth and you're so hot, too. I, it's yeah. really strange. Oh, you're so sweet. Well, you really are. No, this is why <laughs> I want with more. the skin. And you say oil of and I'm like, bullshitter. It's, no. And some keels. Okay, well, this is why I'm saying. You can't <laughs> oil of and then pull. I got some oil keels, Oil of but too. the keels, it depends on the time of day. Fair, fair, fair. And if it's hot out or cold out, it's a whole See, thing. she knows. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, what are you saying about connection? Sorry, yeah. Jeff. <laughs> well... For me, the really difficult part of being in L.A. for four years and then coming yeah. back to New York was that 
I had set up a whole social system for myself in L.A. And then when I came back to New York, it was all gone because even though I had been back to New York, I wasn't really doing friend time then. I was, like, just doing husband time then. Yeah. And so even though I had friends like Jen or whatever, we didn't have, like, a, a groove or whatever. Yeah. And I've been trying to make new friends, too. And I'm finding, like, when you're this old, it's kind of difficult to make new Absolutely. friends. Because you're both bringing... Two histories and and you're just busy. Yeah. You're just busy. You have to have two willing parties. This is what's interesting about the that's tour. Interesting. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask about because I would think on tour you're just with each other. Being on tour is okay. So this is my. It's not really my third tour. It's my second tour, and Spamalot was different in Vegas because I was there for a year and a half. So that was kind of like you sat there. Being a, I sat. You there lived in Vegas for a year and a half. Just. <laughs> Did you win any sun. money? So much money. Really? No, no, you mean gambling? Yeah. No. I thought oh. you literally meant win money from the work. No, you I did. earned I was, that bitch. I was paid well. Good, you should be. Oh my God. <laughs> Insane. It was Ooh. so good. I bought like so many great things when I came back and then my, <laughs> then my whole life fell apart, which we might not talk about in this <laughs> podcast. But anyway, um, so... The tour is hard this way because, okay, so the last tour I did, I was 37. Now I'm 49 and married. And a very different, like the producer's tour, I spent the first, that I was on that show for 10 months and then it closed. The tour closed. And uh, that tour only ran for 10 months? No, that tour, the tour total ran for about two and a half years. But it had sat in LA for 10 I months understand. and went back out on the road. And da-da. I, I replaced somebody who's still one of my dearest friends, Josh Prince. He's a Broadway choreographer now. And, blah, blah. and um, uh, I did it for the last 10 months of the tour. And for the first six months of that tour, I paid off debt. Paid off all of my student loan. So amazing. Doing that show. Amazing. The producers. Doing the producers. When Stacy Bayer, who negotiated that contract, came in and told me how much I was getting paid for it, we, I mean, literally everybody in the office, me, Stacy Bayer, Diane Bush, uh, 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 Michael Kelly Boone, I think was still there at that point, uh, uh, who's now back, we l- jumped up and down. Everybody jumped up and down, literally jumped up and down, not metaphorically. Like we all jumped up but here's and down. The thing. It was so I paid off all this debt. Right. So now I have been, I have definitely been spending money on debt. Sean and I had a rough couple years, as I said, and I've been paying off a lot of money. But the social interaction is also very different because at the time I was like still young enough to feel like. Wow, I've never been on tour, and look at all these Fine, people. Let's go out afterwards. I've never been in a big fancy musical. I, I literally right. stood backstage while I was learning the show in awe. In awe, <laughs> because first of all, if you're backstage at a big fancy musical, everyone's mic'd number one, and so everybody backstage is talking at this volume. Everybody backstage is just, what'd you do today? Oh, I went to the, I went to <laughs> yeah, CVS, I had the blah, 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 blah. Because the audience cannot hear you. Because you're in a, you're in a theater that seats 3,000 people. <laughs> Wait. And the only way, the only, the only way people hear you is through the mics. So you it's were so, literally in awe that you could be no, loud. Well, I was in awe. <laughs> I because, get no, it. Because up to this point, I had worked in theaters that sat like 300 people where if, if you like dropped your yeah. 
cotton you're ball right. backstage. Yeah. They were like, shh, you know, <laughs> during tech. You know, right. it's just a you're horrible. You're just saying like the bigness the, the, of it the all. The bigness of it. So... Like, what? How did I get here? Oh my god, this is amazing. <laughs> I, it was unbelievable. And then the social. Inter- I mean, I could talk about this for days because I just I. So how's it changed? It's changed because I'm older and I don't like people as much. Yes, and scene. I don't, I mean, yes. I, and this is, if, if anybody oh. from my show listens to this, they'll, they'll know I'm being slightly sarcastic, but it's also true, it's not, it's not those people in particular, it's being a 50-year-old man. Listen. You're 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 basically set in certain things that you like to do. Yeah. But you're also like you want to be liked by the kids. Right. And I call them kids, but they're not. But they're in their twenties, so, so they kids. feel like kids to me. <laughs> and if any of them are listening, which they're I don't know if they are, but you maybe, should I'll, maybe I'll post you should it. love the fact that uh, someone's calling you kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because in twenty five years they'll be like, Oh, I wish somebody would call me a kid. They'll go, ma'am. Yeah, I mean <laughs> I get called me, sir now and ma'am? stuff like that. It's it's weird. Anyway, so so Ma- like, on the tour, you want them to want you. Right. Just the same as it has always been, like in high school. When you say you want them, them to do you like mean you, the cast, the, the, everybody. Okay. You want everybody to like you, right? Basically, sure, because sure. you, especially coming into a tour that's been on the road for eight years, yeah. nine years. Yeah. So we compare Wicked to, because Wicked is an anomaly. Wicked, The Lion King, maybe, maybe um, Book of Mormon at this point, but there aren't many tours that run. Yeah. This show opened in 2003. This is 14 years of the tour, and they already have dates into 2020. Yeah. So, I mean, it shows no signs of slowing down. Steven and so, Schwartz can buy another Steven house. Schwartz can, Steven uh, they Schwartz can. Steven Schwartz can buy <laughs> they, a jet. They all can. It's unbelievable. And so, you know, uh, I mean, there have been people in the, there are people in my ensemble lovely, wonderful, great people who have been doing the tour for nine years. Good for them. Oh, my God. Good for them. But the tour? That must They've be exhausting. They've been on tour for, exhausting. I don't know how they do it. But on the other hand, I do because I do. it's it's what I've been listening to in your podcast. Like, it's the mindset of a certain... Everybody has a different mindset of what they want in life. And this is very general. But, like, maybe a dancer wants something different from an accountant, wants something different from an actor, wants something different from... A fireman. I don't know. But like, you know, what they're willing to do to get the thing that maybe they think they want in the future. I want a house. I want stability. I I want a husband. I want a a wife. I want a washer and dryer. You were talking about a dishwasher. I have a dishwasher too. You were talking about a dishwasher. I'm fine. I'll wash a damn dish. I like washing a dish. I don't always use the dishwasher, but I don't have have a a laundry yet. I know. Down the hall, you know. Uh, But uh, so I just think, I just think there's a... So I think some people can do it for nine years because they don't have to pay for their apartment back in New York. Because they, they just don't, don't have an apartment. They don't have an apartment back in New York. They don't have to deal with subletters. They don't have to deal with any of that stuff. And they but have aren't they getting tired of being like in a hotel? Well, they have but they have Maybe, a, maybe but, they're but travelers. See, it's interesting because there's a very different life on the road with Wicked than there was on the producers because of the way the world has changed. When I did when I did the producers tour, generally what happens on a tour is the company management, um, they they seek out in the city you're going to, they seek out and negotiate rates at hotels, like two hotels. Oh yeah, I know one that's kind about. of one that's maybe less expensive and one that's maybe a little nicer, depending on you know just to give people options. Right. 
So you can choose to do those, and you basically say, I'll take the Radisson over the Marriott or whatever. And so you, you go and you go to that place. Now, what happens now? You get a per diem. You get a weekly per diem sure. to pay for your food and lodging. People do Airbnb all over wow. the country. And so Smart. now I, I kind of split between. I do some Airbnb and do some hotel. And, the, you know, the Airbnb, like when I was in Boston, I did seven weeks of an Airbnb that was in Cambridge. So I um, felt like I was going home every night as a pair, as compared to an apartment. I understand. I, I understand. As compared to a hotel I understand, room. yeah. So it makes you feel like you have more of a life. I understand, And you're yeah. not just on the road. I get it. But to go back to what you're saying, Jeff, it's it's... Connecting is, is is interesting because I feel like what happened to me in the producer's tour at the end, I was able to look back and realize that tour life is not your real life. Mm. I had a very hard time transitioning back into New York once, the, once I got back from the tour because I was kind of like, wow, I've been away from Scott and, uh, you know, all my friends for so long and now I have to sort of get back in that groove, kind of like what you were saying with L.A., for this tour, maybe I'm erring on the other side a little too much, but I'm way focused on my home life. Right. I'm much more focused on Sean, much more focused when we're going to see each other next, Got trying it. to not get too involved with the drama that, yeah, and you're that older. always occurs yes. on the road, because there's always drama sure. on the road. <laughs> because it's the only thing to do. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just like people are like, I need to be involved in something. And so they all get involved in each other's drama. And sure, 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 sure. I have to say this company doesn't have a lot of that. That's nice. It really doesn't. I mean, everybody's lovely. And, well, uh, people have been there for nine years. What, they um, do. They have drama, they've, but they've but, cycled through all the drama they can <laughs> yeah, get. Like, they do. Like, I'm, I'm that's watching exactly Netflix. right. I, they've they've each been through, but yeah. I'm and that's just the, go watch my show. I'm just gonna go home. And I generally go home and eat my cheese and crackers and have a martini. At a girl. That's what I do. I don't really go out much. Sometimes I do. Sure. But consequently, I'm not that connected to people on the road. Like I have a couple people. I, I'm I'm fairly certain that. Part of it is you're not sharing a hotel room with anybody. I'm not sharing a hotel room with anybody, mm. and I'm also Jeff and I want I, to create some gossip right now. Get <laughs> shit. I am one of the. I'm using air quotes again, but I'm one of the older cast members. Out a girl. Because I'm Madame Morble. I'm a principal. Madame Morble and I do hang out. Don't anybody knock my future role. Yeah. Oh yeah. Don't anybody knock my. I got a couple Q years in me, and don't anybody knock my future career. Madame Morble and I hang out. I, I was really close with um, the guy who plays the wizard because he and I also did the producers tour together. Mm. This uh, great actor named Fred Applegate, but he just recently left the tour, um, and so it's it's lonely. It's definitely lonely. How long on have the you tour. been out? So far, seven months. But I'm hoping that they renew me, um, either through the end of February or through the end of April. And like, what happens to your apartment? What are you doing with your apartment? nothing? Because that's the that's the Manhattan hard thing Plaza. about living at Manhattan Plaza. Our our one-bedroom apartment, which is gorgeous and yeah. wonderful, on the 17th floor and big, and big 17th floor with a balcony. It's we gorgeous. can see the, we can barely see the Hudson River because they're building so many buildings over there now. Uh, costs two thousand eighty-four dollars a month, mm-hmm. which which is actually pretty good. It's, it's really great good. to live where I live, but it's not what you'd call 
cheap. No, no, no. Listen. You know what I'm saying? We it's got, not listen, ch- you, New York apartments, it, exactly. it's all so complex and so Very it doesn't, complex. it's just, it's but what it is. I think our listeners who might be listening in the Midwest just probably were like, wow, right. do, they really do we pay that much so money in the Midwest. Yes. No. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, I, my your family. mom's missing. Your mom. My family. Patsy's um, listening. Patsy's oh, listening. Patsy. Patsy. Oh, Patsy. so my mom. Oh, Patsy. I love Patsy. Patsy loves Patsy loves you too. Sidebar. Patsy, my mother, hey mom, hey girl, hey, she told me, she was like, well, the other day I was having, I couldn't sleep, I had a nightmare that someone doused my house in gas and lit it on fire, so I woke up and I couldn't get to sleep, I mean, she was, it was terrible, you know, terrifying, she's like, I couldn't get to sleep, so I I got my phone and I, I put on your podcast, and you and Jeff just put me right to bed. <laughs> We put, she goes, I got to listen to your voice and it put me right to sleep. Not maybe right to sleep, but and I I went, that's awesome, mom. Like a student. I think there are a lot of people who are like, this shrill podcast. I was just going to say, like, if you know my family, like this voice right here and my castle is a soothing moment. (laughs) Some aggression, some get shit done, some fast talking. It's, you, you know, things are happening and you can quietly put your head on your pillow. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah. You know, um, I was interested in because we're talking about you. You've been on the road, and you often are doing shows out of town. And you do work. You've since yeah. I've known you, you work on and off as a steady actor. Um, and when you're not working, you've been teaching. Mm-hmm. But uh, we've talked before around like the f- the feeling a little bit more on what that feels like. The feeling of not knowing what the next job is yeah. or and getting older around that and what or wanting to be renewed and not knowing about it right yeah yeah or I, things like I'm that kind of anxious about it right now like so what because right now that my biggest thing is i want to leave new york go ahead let's come on i, I really can't take it anymore yeah, so I what, really can't take it what, i don't what is the feeling i well this started happening to me a couple years ago Sean and I went, we had the chance to go away in the summer together to do a production of Boeing Boeing. Right. I remember. This he, was he, two summers this, ago? Uh, oh, it was while we were doing Silence because I took like six oh, weeks I off to do now. it. Yeah. And, um, and I, because I think Randy took my place for those mm-hmm. six weeks or something. Mm-hmm. And um, Randy, I love that guy. Randy and so, at the end of that job, we had an amazing time. It was up in Saugatuck, Michigan. Wow. I bet it was we, pretty- There were four women in that cast that we just fell in love with. They gave us like a ranch house. We were there oh. with our dog and like throwing the ball. And I was training for a marathon at that point. And so I was running near Lake Michigan. And it was just amazing. And the job was coming to an end. And I had a full-on anxiety, panic sob fest for a half an hour because of the thought hyperventilating because of the thought of going back to new york so this started happening to me at the end of every regional theater job Mm. because i was like i'm going back there to the unknown and i'm realizing i can't take it Mm -hmm. i have to go back there and i have to figure out how to stay afloat Mm -hmm. now 
also, this is a very quick sidebar because this is not what I want it to be about. This was also a few years after my partner died. Mm-hmm. Jeff and Jeff and Jen knew my late partner. I had a partner who died in 2009. So we were still, and my husband Sean, his partner died a year after my partner died. So we kind of came together through that and really helped each other in our lives and blah, blah, blah. So we were still what I would say is like sort of in this grief period and still like rebuilding ourselves. So I definitely now looking back, because it was a few years ago now, I was still in that kind of thing. I'm going back to the apartment I used to live in with Scott. I'm going back to the same street I used to walk down with Scott for 14 years. I'm walking. So it had a lot to do with that, but it absolutely had so much to do with the profession. I just, I was, it was so anxiety causing. So I started to realize that this happened to me over and over again, like for the next year and a half. And so it was sort of at the culmination of that, that I went and got the teaching thing, Uh doing ESL. And then I started teaching because I at least gave myself something when I got back to the city that I liked to do and did feel feel like I was doing service of some kind, giving back and getting something out of it rather than waiting tables or temple. Right. And so uh, now it's a little bit of that. I have to say that has waned. It, that's gotten easier. The anxiety the anxi- has waned I'm not a quite as bit. anxious now. Now I just want it. Like now because mm. of who Sean and I are, now that I think you know, we're in like a, we're in like a different part of our recovery period. I mean, Scott died eight years ago and Guy died seven years ago. And, you know, we're, 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 we're moving forward. Sure. You know, and we, we, you know, still with our full love of those men and what they did with, for us. And they're still such a huge part of our lives and they sort of help us move forward because they were both, as you both know, they were both incredibly in ta- talented mm-hmm. performers themselves. I mean, Scott Scott had a career on Broadway, off Broadway, in film, you know, all this wonderful stuff. And anyway, I think that we're like we get to do what they can't do anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, so like we mm-hmm. kind of in a in a way live for them, mm-hmm. and in some way, like you know, when somebody dies, like it's like I don't know when somebody dies. I can only speak to my experience, but I think Sean and I felt like because we'd been with each uh, me with me with Scott for 14 years and Sean with Guy for 13 years you know basically when they died we became them like they went into us and we carried them on mm-hmm. so like you know i think people you know we talk you know people talk about like ghosts do ghosts exist do you think that Sean and that Scott and Guy are listening to you? Are they aware of what's going on? Is there a soul? Is there an afterlife? Blah, blah, blah. Because I'm not a religious person at all. But I feel like if that that realm exists, it's because we remember them. Mm -hmm. It's because we carry them on. And so now it's just that what Sean and I have become... Like, I know what I want with him for our future. And what is that? It's a house. We want a house. I want a house because Sean is such a great decorator. (laughs) He's like so... You've been to my place since since he moved in. And our place is such an amazing marriage of everything he is, I am, Guy was, Sean, and Scott was. 
and we want a house because like upstate or something we so want it upstate or in the Poconos because so much of our lives is in Chicago and we drive back and forth a lot uh-huh. so that's towards Chicago and we kind of feel like maybe it can be a place that's almost like a way station sure. towards Chicago but we went on a trip to um, Woodstock last year and really fell in love with it nice. and and it's just it's really our kind of town and and it's so chill and our aesthetic is the woods like we're we like the woods the woods you the like woods. the woods uh, but there's you some like a water, bear a deer yeah, you like a... stuff like that and and sean i mean my goal is to have a house yeah. where my husband gardens shirtless and I'll just make salads. <laughs> okay. That's what I want. We like, should, I okay. a very specific porno. It's very, that's we, what, it we, is a very specific porno. We can do this now. We yeah. ask every guest, yeah. in one year from now, what is your ideal life? Mm. Oh, a year? And I that's feel too, like we're... That feels like tomorrow to me. Oh, yeah, wow. I know. Especially, I've been on this tour for seven months. I can't believe it's gone this quickly. So what, if you could have an ideal life, right? An ideal mm-hmm. career. Yeah. What, what, I mean, it might be what you just described. A year from now, what would that be? <laughs> it's so hard to even say because it just, doesn't it always just feel impossible? N- yes. Yeah. But that's why I feel like we need to name it and say yeah, it. Yeah, what's yes. your dream? <sighs> See, this feels too small to me. Okay, well, let's but start small. It's, it's based very much on where I am as a 50-year-old man and what I want. I want to be in the Broadway production of Wicked, okay. <laughs> playing Dr. Dillamond. The reason I think it sounds small is because why aren't you saying you want to be in the revival of My Fair Lady at Lincoln Center that or they're bringing in? Or starring in a musical. That, yeah, why aren't you saying that? Because my focus right now is on getting this motherfucking house yeah got it i like that is what i because to me and i know we're supposed to live in the present and all that kind of stuff i did not ask you i know i just said a year from now but that's that's (laughs) like i i picture myself like having put enough money aside to actually be able to do that like to be able to be like oh my god we're buying a house got it we're buying a house i i i I mean with this can I just ask logistics yep. wise? Yeah. So you you would be living in that house, no. or that would be the house to get away. From Here's what we want to do. Got it. Yeah. Here's our plan. See, this is you. We do now. have a plan. I mean, I'm a Virgo. We have a plan. <laughs> I mean, the plan is. The reason we went to Woodstock was because my acupuncturist was selling a house in Woodstock, and mm-hmm. they had bought. <laughs> God, I felt like I was back in L.A. for a second. I know, right? <laughs> anyway, and so, because he and his husband have a second house in Woodstock, and this first house had been on Airbnb for a year, and the selling point of the house was, since we put it on Airbnb, we have not had one single week that has not been rented. Got it. Oh. So the rental pays for the mortgage. Sure. And we're like, oh. And Sean and I, here's our big dream. Yeah. Jen. I asked. Because the big dream, if you, but that wouldn't be a year from now. This would be like five to ten. Okay. We want to own a piece of property uh-huh. in the Pacific Northwest. Yes. Like on a cliff. Sure. <laughs> wow. Maybe, wow. Like, maybe like Oregon or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That oh, has like <laughs> six to ten cabins. Okay, 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 okay. That's like a sort of a resort. Wow. And these cabins would be really well, like not fancy, but like you walk in and you go, this is cute. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not like, 
I can't sit on the bed or I can't sit on the well, sofa. It's a cabin. Like, it's a cabin and yeah. it's it's a resort. But, but it feels clean and fresh it feels clean and, and good. Oh, it's so and, and you want to like cabin-y. you want to be able to like have the screened in doors to open the other doors so that the <laughs> breeze from the ocean, the cliff ocean breeze comes in <laughs> yeah. to the place. You don't need air conditioning because the breezes it's go so, through. Yeah, it's you know, there's a draft. It's might be chilly. You have to wear something at night when it gets dark. Be careful! Don't go out at night because you might fall off the cliff. Exactly. And so you got to be careful. You got to. Well, we will have a flashlight for them. So you don't. That they fall can off the take, cliff. but they have to be able to like go out towards the cliff, like with a flashlight at night to like feel what that's like at sure. night. And the stars, the sea breeze, and stuff. And like, have a, have a like gentle belay mas- mas- system down the cliff yeah. if they wanted to yeah. just belay down. A what system? Like when you climb up, like a belay. You know, when you go down, when you no. know, like rock climbing. Oh yeah, like. Repelling, yeah, sort of repelling. Thing? Nice. I think it's called belay. I think oh. he's wanting more luxury. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. No, I'm not sport adventure. I've got, I've gotten kind of outdoorsy since I started running. So I, I'm into, you I'm into cabin, that. Bitch. I'm into that. I'm into and that. then you say well, I say cabin because I don't want them to be like, I don't want them to be like houses. Got it. But I don't wait. want them to be condos. So, but here's but like, my question. Yeah. What about the acting? What about the performing? I would stop. You're retired. Yes. Okay. And maybe what I would be doing is maybe we would be like running this resort because we'd have like a massage therapist on call. We'd have like maybe. And Sean would stop too, huh? Oh, Sean is, Sean is so into it. So you're talking, you're talking retirement. This is like, this is sort of a dream. And we got a financial advisor to help us do this. Wonderful. We finally got one. This feels like. Kind of big and declarative to me. It, yeah, I, I know, and now I put it on a podcast. Yeah, it's not going out. I don't cut out anything, even if you ask me. I know. I I followed this. <laughs> you uh, you cut out a pun a couple weeks ago that he said, and you I cut, cut it out. out. He you cut it out. That's right. He cut it out because I wouldn't cut it out. So this is amazing. Yeah, I mean, so that's you know. So you're saying uh, when you were I'm saying this one year plan is to be. On, to, if you were in Wicked, you could start making this money to yes. help you do this. Well, it's, yes, to get a place in Woodstock that would be more of an investment property slash rental. Yeah. Because right now, if you're talking a yeah. year from now, right now, I we can't leave New York. Sure. And we can't stop because I can't. This is so interesting what we do as artists. So we, you were talking about something like this in one of your podcasts, but like... It's amazing to me that when we find sideline jobs, like, what else can I do? What else can I do? That other thing that we would love to do also doesn't pay. No. Right. Yeah. No. I it, love when people are like, I'm giving a back day. I'm going to become a writer-director. And you're like, well, wait. girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, seriously? Like, no. But you can't, like, we're not the type of people who are like, I'm going to go work on Wall Street and make a million dollars. Like, people do. But... No, I couldn't. No, I don't. So, but no. that would make them money. If the problem is I'm not making money, you could go do that. That's not the problem, though. What's the because problem? Because we're follow passion. You don't want to give exa- up your that's passion what I'm project saying. and that's the take point. some the shitty job just for money. And so much of show business kills your passion hmm. because you can't pursue a passion when you're depleted. You cannot pursue a passion when you're depleted. So. What oh, are the things that you do to combat depletion? Teaching is part of it. Teaching is part of it. Seeing friends is really big. big and I've one. been listening to that on this podcast too because you've said it it's several a big times. One for me. Like, you know, I'm so always so jealous of you guys because you have ton, uh, tons of friends. I don't have tons of friends. Well, maybe you're not you, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like what are you Jen, about? Jen 
does. Jen does though, right? I, I Jen has I, like a lot of people in her life who like when she talks about them, I'm like, I'm like, who's that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, and so I'm always like, you, you've got like this, you've got like lots of pocket lives, like, <laughs> like, like people. You're like because you're a you are a relationship builder. Like people are drawn to you, and they they get you you suck them in uh-oh. in a good way. <laughs> You well. do. I think you suck them in a, in, a way, in a way that's like you because you are a res, is this the right word? You're a reciprocal kind of person. You're just as curious about people as they are about oh, you. I, I, you're I mean, in fact maybe even more so. You're very that's curious my about fucking other problem. No, it's, how can that's they not get just the, as curious about me as I am about that? They are. No, no, I'm kidding. People are curious about you. That's why you have so many friends. I think the reason I I do have a lot of friends. And good friends. And I have always been that way my whole life. And I know enough about myself now that my friends are my... I will not survive without my friends. My friends who are in my life are... It's. I mean, I don't allow anyone in my life who has any amount of... I'm just like, I'm good. Like, it just... I No. And everyone who's in my life, and I, I just, I, I pick amazing people to, to hang yeah. out with. Yeah. I, I just, and it saves my life. I, yeah. I've learned a long time ago that if I don't have my friends, then I, I wouldn't be alive. But you literally. have a big circle of friends too. Mm, no, 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 I don't. No, you you don't. No, that Scott. circle of friends that you guys would, you guys would go out. Nope. Oh. Wait a minute. Do you, but. <laughs> You guys Whole say story. you don't have friends, Whole but I, we do. We no, I'm saying no. I'm saying live in LA. Yeah, or I'm friendly or, here, but we don't have a system to like hang out. Here. Exactly, okay. and this is what's gone from our society right now. People don't go places together. They see each other on Facebook, and they think they've seen each other, and they think they know your life, which right. we all know is complete bullshit. That life that you put out on social media is not your real life because there it's always happy and nobody's that happy. Because that's the other great thing about this podcast is like you've you've talked. You know, I see like threads in this podcast because I'm listening to all the episodes. It's like you guys are constantly like talking about this thread of negativity versus positivity, yeah. and it's we are all in this room. I think yeah, very negative and very positive. Sure, <laughs> we are. Sure. I do. I think that we have the ability to. Because you have to, you have to be both. Well, one, if you're going to be an interesting artist, an interesting performer, right. you have to have, you know, be able to access both. I don't but, think but that the despair end is really hard to live in. Yeah, if you, you let know, the negativity drown you, yes, and the undertow pull you in, and the showbiz can do it. Wait, so <laughs> last question. When you got here, you were like, "Oh, I have so many things to say." Yeah. We're we're Are, we're winding down. No. What yeah, what things do you want to say oh that God, you we've haven't been talking for so long? That what, you haven't what, said yet. What were we talking about? There was stuff you were like, "We have more to say." We have oh so much to say. I mean, we could I, go on forever. I could, I really just could. I mean, this, this could be a really a, bad. This could be a three-hour podcast. I don't know. I really don't. I mean, well, I mean, because there was a whole topic I was going to bring up about professional jealousy and envy. Go ahead. Well, I mean. Professional jealousy and professional. This envy. is what's hard about being in, in the, the middle. Profession, in the profession, not being a professional. I'm talking about in the profession. You person. guys have talked about this a little bit, like when you go to compare a certain despair. audition, compare and despair. Yeah. It's it's a constant in my life. Constant. Has it always been? Even while I oh, 
has it been since you were a kid? Is this something that that is yeah. you've had? Yeah. And that yeah. maybe the profession I, I, has blown up. I think a the profession bit. has exacerbated it. I mean, it's definitely like a thing where like I have professional jealousies of people who don't know who I am. But like I feel like because I've seen them at auditions or because they've gotten things that I went in for and didn't get and then they went and then went on to be nominated for a Tony for. Like I hate that person. You hate I literally them. have come to hate them. I don't hate them currently because I'm trying to not do that right now. <laughs> but right. but it's like because it is, it's corrosive. Right. You can't you can't live in that place all the time in this business because somebody will always have more than you. And this business is inherently unfair. And I'm currently yeah. it is. It is inherently it's unfair. And I am currently doing wicked. My husband is constantly saying to me. You're in Wicked. Yeah. You're in Wicked. You're, you're, you're really you're employed in right wicked. now. Like in terms of employed as an actor, you're really employed. Really employed. Like really? majorly employed. Yeah. And, 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 and this is what's so problematic. I said to you earlier when I first got here today, this is why you're not allowed to complain. Mm. Because you're not allowed to complain when you're an actor who's fought your way to the middle. Because... People are saying, but you're working and you're making right. these thousands of dollars and you're putting money aside. And I'm like, yeah, but I am so aware that when it ends, I will not be making that. And it will end. Right. <laughs> and so this is what 23 years of living in New York and that, that I guess is the length of time I consider myself a professional actor. I, it, I just, I don't know how that gets fixed other than with, for me, therapy. for me, therapy <laughs> is one, seeing friends is good, uh, getting back to it because like, I do think that talking this stuff out is really super important. Sean and I have made a point of having people over mm-hmm. and it's the fact that we haven't had you and Neil over is like a crime in my head. My head. Because seriously, that is something we've been wanting to do for, for forever. Sure, sure, sure. I, because I love Neil. But then you left. Right. And then you're back and I'm like, but now I'm gone. Right. We've had you and Jimmy over. But but that's when you that's when you reconnect to what's real. Yeah. yeah. Showbiz takes you away. And the professional jealousy thing is I don't really know Listen. how to fix it. It's it's weird. I have You think about it, and I'll I'll tell you my thoughts on it, because we all have it. I I think everyone, jealousy is, no matter what you're in, it's just, it's a natural thing to feel like you're not enough, and that other people's success means that you failed. And I think that's a lie, and that we've somehow been taught or I don't I don't know why I don't know maybe it's from being a child and it, things feel unfair and then that's just sort of in you humans go up against unfairity I don't even know what that word but I found for like because I will go through periods where like I'm good and I'm like I'm not working and I'm not like I'm just I'm like I'm okay you know I know I'm okay and then things set in or I feel like, well, wait, what? how come I haven't, like, why don't I audition for theater? This is crazy. And just all this stuff comes up. The only, the only thing that for today has, has helped me with that is I, and this sounds, you know, it sounds easy and it's, it's really hard. 
is I write down things that I'm great, at least five things that I'm grateful for. And I just, I, I mean, I mean, this is a whole political in it, it. See, right now, this is all fed with the politics that I'm saying right now. And there's just so much privilege that I have. You're talking about perspective, right? I'm talking about perspective. And for me, yeah. when I get so sad and so afraid and so scared of what's going on and what's going to happen to me and what have I done, like how could I get myself into this hole, I sort of looking at my privilege as a as a person on this, as a white girl, as a whatever, sort of helps me with a place to start and not being hard on myself for feeling jealous, not being like, why am I this way? I'm in, I'm in wicked or whatever. Like I should be, I should, I should, I should. It's just sort of like, it's like, let everything just sort of be and like, and connect and, and connect with my friends and share. I mean, I'm a caller. You and Jeff yeah. and Cola Scola are three people I can call and will talk to me on the phone for an hour. Yeah. And, not be like, and not be like, I gotta go. Yeah. Like, we'll literally be like, I'm cleaning the apartment. What do you got, girl? Yeah. And like, I, that's very important for me to connect. And it's also helpful to remember, I really do think that as an artist, there's just gotta be a bigger picture. It can't be just what's happened in the past and it can't be just what's happening right now means I'm okay. Because I feel like, and I just started thinking about this after one of our podcasts, Jeff, I think our last one, I, I just was thinking to myself, if I really am an artist, which I believe I am, then, and yes, we only have like now and live in the now, but I have, I have a body of work that hasn't even begun. I have no idea what the future would bring. Like if I somehow just allowed myself to believe that there is a future of getting what we want, saying these goals and these things that we want to do and accomplish, why couldn't that happen? Like, Well, because showbiz. That's why. <laughs> That's why. Because it because it constantly brings you back to this it place. Does, it's like, it what's does. the thing that's going to stop that thing of having the Oregon house on the cliff from happening? <laughs> well, the showbiz life of not... I, I, you can totally cut this out later, but I have to say this thought because yes. I when yeah. when you were when you were when you're talking about that, and I don't mean to bring it down because no, I think it's ultimately a positive thought. But like, I was thinking about this the past couple of days with politics, with everything that's happening right now, uh, with with everything that happened in uh, in Virginia, and and everything with the president. Blah blah blah. I can't even call him that really. But anyway, and showbiz and what you're saying and why you're not allowed to complain. A lot of showbiz. Okay, I'm gonna try. And Harry to, try is not, to, Harry is also not saying he's saying you're not allowed to complain. He's saying the the Hollywood bu- or or you're saying the entertainment bubble sort of in in infringement that's saying people who allowed. don't. Un- this is what this podcast is. I think trying to address people who don't understand the language of showbiz because it correlates very interestingly to the language of grief mm-hmm. when people die. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows what to say. Literally. People sometimes say nothing or they say the wrong thing. But people don't know what to say yeah. because they're not experiencing it. Yeah. And so quite often it's about sort of learning the language of this thing that is brand new territory. 
And for those of us who have been in the business a long time, it's we do understand the language of it. We can complain about it because we understand the language. Like we're not, I'm not complaining about having the job of Wicked. I'm saying that when it ends, I know what's, what the possibilities yeah. are there. I know what's going to happen. I'll go back and I'll have to get another job. Right. People who have lives where they become a whatever they do. And then my dad was a bus driver for 30 years. Mm-hmm. Like that sounds horrible to my me. My dad drove a semi. Yeah. And my dad took an early retirement because that's how bad it was. My, my, da- my dad retired when he was like 53 or something. I think my dad did too. So like, it was like he didn't want to drive a bus anymore. No. That's it. <laughs> but he did it for 30 years. We don't do that. We're actors for 30 years, but we don't have the same job. We're fulfilled differently right. as we go. And so so it's, I'm having a, when people say to me, how's Wicked? I, sh- I think people just want me to say, because this is also true, it's great. <laughs> it's true. It's awesome. I'm, I'm getting paid a lot of money to do very little. The show is two hours and 45 minutes long, and I'm in the show for 11 minutes. What? <laughs> What's this track again? I'm in the opening number. Fuck. I have one scene. I have then 10 minutes off. I have my second scene. Then I have an hour and 10 minutes off. Wow. (laughs) Then in act two, I pop out from under a blanket and say, Shut up. Shut up. Then I run off, wipe off all my makeup, put on my street clothes, which are underdressed over my costume for curtain call. Hot. I bow. (laughs) I rip off my, when I take off my costume, I've already got my street clothes on. I put my shoes on and I go. <laughs> but can I say so something I can't real complain. Quick, but, uh, no, so but I can just, I say something real quick? When you say like, I don't do much and I make a lot of money. When people are like, dad, these actors, they make, right. But for the time, no. once people, once the show's over, then, then you have years and years of not act. Like when people say like, <laughs> oh, you shot a commercial. Look at all that money you made on that national commercial. For 15 years, you've gone to auditions for free. You know, so the yeah. money, if you yeah. really want to add up the hours totally. that an actor getting paid. Absolutely. My dad it, finally understands this. Thank when you. When I got off the producer's tour, I said, uh, my dad understood, I, my dad finally understood because I said, Dad, when I did the producer's tour that year, I made $125,000. Now, to some of our listeners, I have no idea. Maybe that's not that much. Really. Seriously. It might not be that much I don't to certain know, my people. My throat just closed. No, up. totally. And then the following, <laughs> also, that was you know fifteen years ago. That was fifteen years. And then the following year, <laughs> wow. I made thirty. Yeah. So when you go from that to that, you need- and you have to go back to New York City and live on thirty thousand. And that was before I had Manhattan Plaza. So like, you, you know. Right. You you go back to that life of paying high rents and on working the pavement and all this kind of stuff. See, that's what I'm saying about people not understanding the language. I'm not complaining about being in Wicked. I'm not complaining about, like, because my agent, you know, he asked me, he's like, how's it going? And I said something like, really good. I mean, I'm kind of bored. Right. And he immediately was sort of like, oh, well, geez, cry me a river. You're, you know, you're getting massages. I'm so exhausted. And it's just kind of like, it's exhausting because it's like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying... Right. I'm bored because I get paid all this money and I'm on the road and I'm seeing the country. I'm saying that I know it's going to end. Last year I played John Adams for six fifty a week and I played and I played Henry Higgins in My Fair Lady in Montana for seven weeks. 
you know, two of the best jobs I've ever had, and they paid me like six hundred dollars a week. Really, my fair lady. I did my. I know you hate my fair lady. We talked about this. She hates my fair lady, but um, but I had a wonderful time doing it. Improv too. Yeah, she hates. I do not. I'm so done with you. Jeff isn't allowed over. I'm doing the podcast alone, and I'm going to improv with my fucking self. So anyway, that's it. That's all. I mean, but I mean, you know, I'm just. I, I hope people understand. Like that's not what I'm saying. I'm not complaining. Yeah. I'm. I'm saying. What, what you're doing I, is reporting. You're reporting. I'm just reporting. You're literally I'm saying, reporting. I'm like, you're on stage 11 minutes. How much yeah. thrill could that be? It, it just can't. I mean. Also, I, P.S. You didn't write the part. For I didn't yourself. write the part. Like, it's I, like you I, know. I'm, I, you know. And, and if we, if I want to be positive, it's like yeah, I could do all that stuff. And I'm not saying this is not worthwhile to do. But yes, I can absolutely say and put out into the world. I'm grateful for the job because I absolutely am. Right. And you want to keep but it's, doing it. Well, and I want to keep doing it, but it's kind of not me to like just talk about my gratitude. It's just Fair. not. Like, I am grateful and I am happy and I have, I have, after everything that happened in 2009 and after Scott dying and after every, you, you want to talk about perspective yeah. and where my life has come. Yeah. I have buttloads of perspective. <laughs> Listen, Trust I don't... Me. And so it's just... But but I think that's like what I think maybe if people, uh, you know, the people who... You, you talk about the people who come up to you at the food co-op and they're like, I listen to your podcast. Like maybe they're interested in this kind of stuff yeah. because this is what I think maybe they're sitting there going, what are those people actually experiencing day to day? This is it. Right. I mean... And you know, I think something with the positive and negative and like why it's so, at least for me, confusing. It's like, no, I, but I am doing a job. I, I, you know, when I am working, it's like, but I should be so grateful. And I, you know, when people say like, oh, if you, if you do what you love, you're, you never work a day in your life. If you're doing what you love, you know, yeah, meaning it's not actually work. That's fine <laughs> if I knew I was working. Right. But with... This industry, you have, if you get to work, you work for that short period of time. The job is auditioning. You don't. So it's you don't like, get paid but you for. don't get paid for it. So there's a little bit of, there's a little bit of energy there. Yeah. There's some energy there that if you're not recognizing it, whoo, it's going to, it's going to sneak up on you. Yeah. It's going to sneak so up I on So I run you. and I drink. Those are the two main yes, things queen. I do. Like, I mean, I definitely have to have a martini at the end of the night. It makes it feel not like the edge is the edge thing is real, and we all look for ways of taking the edge off. Sure. And I, you know, I, that sounds funny having a martini every night. I mean, even though it's true, but the running also takes yeah, the edge off. You, I, it absolutely does for me. For a lot of people, it doesn't. But you know, whatever we do to take the edge off, to to kind of go, no, I can keep doing this. And certainly this job will make me feel like I can keep doing it. Yeah. But I'm like in real fear of, not fear, it's not fear, but like, oh, they're not going to renew me. Or, oh, it's only going to last a certain sure. time. Because in Wicked, they tend to turn over the principles kind of frequently. Okay. They don't let them do it for long stretches of time. Just because... My friend Fred Berman has been playing uh, Timon in The Lion King on Broadway for six years? Seven years? Wow. He has a house with his wife and his kids out in Long Island, and that's amazing. Wicked doesn't let you do that. Now, now that I'm in the Wicked family, people do get asked to come back. Like if they yes, need yes, somebody to like, come oh, in and do you six, can you so do fierce. six weeks in Peoria? This person's oh taking a vacation. Oh my god, I want that. Whatever, but but yeah. So I mean, yeah. I mean, I and I'm I'm definitely very very happy. But I would like to can I I want them to renew me so that I can at least go to the end of Pittsburgh so I can play my hometown. Then I want to go to Broadway so I can actually say I've done it. 
Yeah. And then I can walk to work. And then I really think that I could be content living in a house with my husband gardening shirtless and I could teach. I do think I could be happy teaching. I I uh, think we'll your 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 dreams and goals are so crystal clear. This house on this cliff oh, that we're all gonna just You're gonna come belay down from. I come I'm not gonna belay. You're not. You'll be like, Jen, how is it? I'll be like it's I'm going to be like, where's my flashlight? And we'll be like, blay, girl, blay. <laughs> um, I, I, I mean, so, we could thanks honestly. Thanks for having I know we no, could talk forever, but I know we got to wrap I, it up. I love you so much. I love you so guys. Thank you for doing much. this. Oh, thank you. God. Thank you. You can see Harry. Where, where are you right now? Uh, right now I'm in Philadelphia for, uh, well, when, when will this air? Wednesday. <laughs> This Wednesday? Yeah, today. Oh, uh, well, then I'm in Philadelphia for another week and a half, and then we go to... Appleton, Wisconsin there for a couple goes. weeks there and then Cincinnati. Okay. And I'm suppo- my contract is over October 15th in Cincinnati, but I'm hoping that they extend because then I c- then we go to Grand Rapids, then we go to uh, Cleveland, and then we go to Chicago for 7 wow. weeks over Christmas and I could bring New my Year's. nieces to yeah, see you. Christmas and, and your mom. Christmas oh, and New Year's. Patsy. Patsy could come. Christmas and New Year's and then Pittsburgh for 3 weeks, my hometown. I think you're going to get so, I think so, too. I think they will. I hope they do. I hope they do, too. Thanks. Um, we'll see. But thanks, you guys. I, you have such fancy people on here, too. I listen to your one. You've got to Char- What's Charlie's last name? Charlie Huskin. Hankin. Hankin. I watched that whole series, that whole New Timers oh, thing. Great. Really great. But, like, I, as I've said from day one. Uh, anyway. Anyway, we got to wrap it up. I love I could you. talk forever. I know. Well, you're not going anywhere. We're just going to turn the mic off on these people. And turn the AC on. <gasps> turn the AC on. Touche. Touche. Put that little plink plunky thing. You there. know that sign from Silence. <gasps> Is it? Oh, play it. 